Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Live on SENSA, welcome to Eagles Radio. For Norma's homes, build a better life and My Money House. Get a financial health check. Visit mymoneyhouse.com.au today. Tuesday night, it's Eagles Radio live from Studio Lunamo right here, number one, King William Street. Great to have you with us again for Eagles Radio. And you can get a financial health check. Visit mymoneyhouse.com.au today. They're supporting the show here as they always do. mymoneyhouse.com.au. Welcome to the show. Big show tonight. Um, My name's Paul Bonzer. Alongside me, I've got a guest host tonight. Someone in here for the very first time. We spoke to her a couple of weeks ago. uh, But uh, Davina Bunnell, welcome to Eagles Radio co-host. Thank you for having me. It's exciting. Yes, it is. It is to have you here. Um, let's have a little bit for people who didn't hear you a couple of weeks ago. What's your role within the club? Uh, so I'm on. I'm a board member, um, and I'm also helping the board with um, with their cultural, with their yes. journey, with their yeah, their guidance in um, you know making change. And we've got a. a, a a great couple of guests on tonight as well. We've got Brad, Ga- Brad Graham, the reserves coach. He's on a little bit later. And we've got Chantelle Mitchell uh, from the women's team. And she's got an excellent story to tell. We won't give too much away, but she's on the show as well. Yes. I'm excited to uh, give Chantelle uh, an interview and um, hear from her and what she's been doing since the last time we've spoke. Because she's not just a footballer, she's an indig- Indigenous artist as well. Yes. And we'll speak about that and yes. they're making a doco about her. It's, it's yes. all very exciting. So it lots is. to come on Eagles Radio. And you can be part of the show. Just give us a call on 1300 736 736 or you can go on the text line 0427 154 $50 voucher to 722 Bar and Bistro for the best caller or the best text. So I might leave that to you to judge, Davina. No worries. <laughs> Just throw that on you. No pressure. That's all right. Um, now let's have a, a quick look at some of the games over the weekend. Uh, the, firstly, we'll start with the league game. Our first Friday night game under lights at Montaigne Kia Oval. Really good crowd in. Fantastic crowd. Uh, but we came up against a pretty good Adelaide Crows unit. Unfortunately, it wasn't the result that we wanted. Yes. No. So... 11 7 73, um, Adelaide were 15 16 106, so a 23 point loss. They got out the blocks pretty quick, the Crows, and the boys pegged them back, got it back to uh, within a goal. And uh, Dan Menzel was a superstar again up forward, kicking five. Uh, but in the end, they just, just a bit too strong, uh, the Adelaide Crows. Riley Knight was unbelievable. Um, he's only been down in the sample for a couple of weeks. He had 37 disposals, 42 hitouts. 13 clearances and a goal. And I don't want to speak too much about the Crows, but uh, that performance from Riley O'Brien was a bit of a special one, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yes, and they wore the uh, Indigenous jumpers as well because of uh, Sir 
Douglas Nichols, uh, Sir Doug Nichols round that's on in the AFL at the moment. So yes. great to see that coming up. And the Sample Indigenous round is coming up shortly as well. Um, how the, the lights there at Montean Care Oval, they, they're just first class, aren't they? Isn't they it sure great? are. They sure are. And it's great to see that we're able to play um, the Twilight Games now. So um, we've had, we've watched the women play under the lights and now we get to watch the men play under the lights. So it is a fantastic um, success for um, the club. So, yeah, if you have an opportunity, get out there and, yeah, have watch a, a night game. That's it. And and being part of the board, you would have been part of the discussions and, and uh, I know the Woodville Cricket Club were involved a little bit as well as far as helping that, getting that across the line with funding and all sorts of things. So, But fantastic for the club and it's just great. It's going to be a few few night games this year, but I'm sure next season as well. I think they're dipping the toe in the water this year and see how we go next year. Yep. Now, uh, a game that you watch because your son plays in the reserves and yes, we might talk about that in a minute as well. But uh, unfortunately, had a close loss to West Adelaide, 6-9-45, to West Adelaide, 8 8 56. So 11 point loss. Ethan Haylock uh, kicked three goals. Lockie Hoyle was good again. He's having an excellent season, Lockie Hoyle, and um, played a couple of league games. He had 29 disposals as well. How did your son go? Yeah, I thought uh, my son definitely did a lot of running. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a good thing, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it, there's definitely pressure coming from, from him. And um, I mean, Lockie Hoyle is. You know, he is brilliant to watch. Yeah. Um, I, that added defence that um, Hoyley adds yeah. um, to the game is quite impressive. Now, the under-18s, uh, they had a win and uh, their first win of the year, which is amazing. They're always so strong at under-18 level. I think they've played in uh, – I'm going to be wrong here, but I think it's played in the last five grand finals and won four, something along those lines. They've been – Elite at under eighteen level, of the club, um, but they had a win over West Adelaide nine nine sixty three, defeated West Adelaide seven eleven fifty three, and the son of a gun, Sam Filippo's son Matthias, had thirty three disposals, three goals, and six clearances. So I wonder how long before Matthias Filippo's up in the reserves, or maybe even a league game around the corner. Yeah, that's right. Watch this space. Yes, uh, great to see the kids. The, of the you know the sons and soon to be daughters coming through uh, through the club and you see that familiar name Filippo uh, back in an Eagles jumper at league level not too far away under 16s also had a win a massive win 14 18 102 defeated West 5 9 39 63 point win Tyler Welsh 24 disposals and four goals so uh, Tyler had a day out uh, but the the clubs I guess we we Obviously, concentrate on the league side a bit. Now the women's season's over. We're, we're going to not talk about them too much, but I think we need to have a focus of, on the reserves and the juniors. And and it's good that we got Brad Graham in tonight to have a chat about the reserves and what the difference is. I, I guess being a reserves coach, it'll be interesting to hear from Brad. Um, yes, it will be about the challenges of you know losing your best players. You just go, <laughs> your best player plays well three or four weeks in a row, and he's he's gone. He's, he's got, gone up. To he's leave. gone up, but uh, it must be challenging, sort of shuffling the deck there. Yes, yeah, it'd be really interesting. So yeah, it really is important to watch that space around these junior players. All right, and you can be part of the show. Don't forget, you can 
Text in 0427 154 166 or you can call us on 1300 736 736. Now, I want to talk to you, to you about the RAP plan. For people who don't know what a RAP is, yeah. it is Reconciliation Action Plan, isn't it? And the Eagles are the first club in the Sandful, um, even beating the Sandful themselves, I think, to put one in place. Yeah, um, look, I'm really proud uh, supporter of Eagles and I'm a really proud you know, board member um, to be part of the board. So a reconciliation action plan provides that guidance to the club. We say we're going to do something and we're going to do it. And we're already demonstrating that, so it's... You know, all credit goes to the club in their want to change and their commitment to reconciliation. So I'm really looking forward to the future and where the club is heading in terms of their cultural journey. Um, I guess the reconciliation action plan is not only to the club, but it also um, spreads over the entire community. So I feel, you know, very much privileged to be a part of this and to see where this evolves. As an Eagles supporter, I'm proud that the club is going in this direction and especially being the first one. Uh, I think it's really important. And for so long, there's, there's been a gap or a divide. Yes, it's getting smaller, but there's still so much work to do, isn't there, as far as um, educating educating people about the Indigenous Australia and, and what it means yeah, to the and people. Exactly. And I and it's it's everybody's responsibility. Yes. So I think that's the that's the good thing about uh, a reconciliation action plan is that it's everybody's responsibility. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. And uh, it's, it plays a big part on, you know, it, moving forward in the club and the fact that we are out there doing it first um, it's and we encourage all the supporters to be part of it and and support all our indigenous players and people in the club and supporters. It's, it's it plays a big part and obviously uh, you know going back last year with Connor and his dad, yeah, designing the indigenous jumper. Yeah, that was great. Obviously Andrew is is Connor's dad and yeah. um uh, and it's great to and and you know even little things like I see Andrew McLeod there every game to watch Connor. Yes. Just the family support, sitting up on the hill on the other side. Yep. Um, always there. It's it's great to see the support and I guess the love that we, we should give to our Indigenous fans. Absolutely. And Indigenous people. Yeah. Yes. And it was just great to hear um, the crowd, you know, the support that Mashiah got as well. Um, he's, yes. um Mish, as he's known as, he's... Um, uh, his defensive work um, over the weekend was very impressive and where, from where I was standing, um, I just heard a lot of um, support for him uh, the entire game. That, which is great, which is great to hear. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a little step forward and it's baby steps a little bit, but I think the club's taking a big step here in, in the right direction and it's, and it's great to see. Uh, so don't forget, you can be part of the show, one 736 736 You can ring in. You can talk to myself. You can talk to Davina. Um, we have Chantel M Mitchell coming up after the break, and uh, you can be part of the show as well. And a 722 voucher.
722 Bar and Bistro on Port Road. You know where it is. We've got a $50 voucher. You can go there. You can have a feed. You can have a, a nice beverage, a cordial, maybe a lemonade, maybe a cold beer, <laughs> whatever you like. So, um, so look, we'll talk a little bit about uh, next week's, or this week's game, I should say. This week's game is a big game for the boys in the in the league side playing the double blues, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. But coming after the break, up after the break, we'll speak to Shani Mitchell and uh, about her journey to the club, playing in the women's team, and about her art. This is Eagles Radio here on a Tuesday night. On SENSA, you're listening to Eagles Radio. For enormous homes, build a better life, and my money house. Get a financial health check. Visit mymoneyhouse.com.au today. Welcome back to Eagles Radio. Paul Wanza, Davina Bennell here with you, our very special guest host, Davina. It's great to have you here. And we're all here for Incredible Smiles. Missing teeth or dentures? See Incredible Smiles today. Now, um, Shani, she's not answering her phone, but that's okay. We might get her on a bit later. I'm just checking, but... Uh, Shani Mitchell was going to be with us uh, tonight, and she's currently in Mildura. So maybe um, the time phone difference. reception or the, <laughs> the half-hour difference has got her. Maybe that's it. So we'll talk to her as well, all thanks to our good friends at BCE and CJ Electrical. They are proud partners of the Woodville West Torrens Football Club. But the gentleman who's arrived early, and we can just swap things around and, and chat to our reserves coach, Brad Graham. Brad, welcome to Eagles Radio. G'day, Bonds, Davina. Thanks for having me here. Good to be here. Great. And thanks for coming in short notice. It was a bit of a swap around this afternoon. We uh, were going to have you on the show in a couple of weeks, but uh, great that you could come in and join us in the studio, especially here at Studio Lumo. Um, let's talk a little bit about your footy journey. Like, where did you start? You, where, where did you play footy? Where did you start? And when did the interest in coaching happen for you? Yeah, sure. Probably the less said about my footy journey, the better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, uh, I played with the Eagles as a junior, uh, and came through the, the junior, uh, ranks, um, played when it was still the 17s and, and 19s and a little bit of under 18s when it first started as the Maccas cup. Um, and then, uh, battled away through the reserves for a, a couple of, couple of years. Um, and, uh, didn't quite make it, I think mainly through a lack of talent, but, uh, then spent a year at South Adelaide trying to crack league footy yep. there, followed uh, when Ron went down there. Um, didn't all work out for me, which is uh, part and parcel with Sample Footy. So uh, moved into playing some local stuff when I was at my uh, local club, uh, Henley. I was able to get into some coaching the under-18s and then fortunate I've been uh, good mates with Matthew Goldsworthy for a long period of time and um, they needed a runner at the Eagles Reserves in 2019 when Vinny was coaching. Uh, so I sort of slotted into that hole and then uh, yeah, through circumstance with, um, when Sheeds was, took over the program in 2020, that was obviously the start of the COVID pandemic and, uh, Jack Kelly, the reserves coach who was scheduled to start then couldn't, uh, fulfill the, the season. So he kind of gave me a ring a little bit of the blue and said, Hey, do you feel about, how do you feel like coaching? And I said, Oh, why not? Fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah. Gave well, that's, a, that's quite a story was, going yeah. from the Come runner to, uh, hang on, do you want to coach? Oh, why not? <laughs> yeah, and I was actually with the, was the runner for one game that season, the, the trial game against Glen Elk. Um, when we weren't sure we were going to play, it was the weirdest thing yeah. ever. Um, and then we played that game, and then obviously the season shut down after that. And then um, a couple of months later, she said, hey, I need a reserves coach. Do you want to fill the void? That's, that's impressive. <laughs> uh, 
Let's talk about um, your role as a coach. Yeah, your prime role of the reserves coach, is it winning games or producing league players? Uh, no, always winning games. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, it's definitely about producing players. Um, yeah, we are providing that transition point for our under-18s coming through um, and trying to you know help them as much as possible into, into league football. Um, and then also providing that point for some of our league footballs to come back to, either returning through injury or through form. Um, to give them that best opportunity to play, um, obviously in an Eagle side and then push again for league selection. So I think it's unique that we have that ability to bring players in the reserves and keep them in our system, something that AFL clubs have always wanted and now sort of have throughout through the Sandful. Um, we've had that for a long period of time and it's to provide that opportunity for guys to put their best foot forward and develop and hopefully sustain our league side for the years to come. Now, before we ask you the next question, I just want to make a note that you have got the indigenous polo on. I do. That yep. this lady designed. <laughs> so it, was is that on purpose? Did you like, grab it out the cupboard in perp knowing that Davina was going to be here? Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> well, that's good. And it does look fantastic, by the way. I'm a bit jealous I don't have one. Anyway, uh, Hoodie, if you're listening. Um, yeah. Um, how, how tough is it as a reserves coach? Uh, yeah, obviously you want to win. You're competitive and you're, you know, you got that, that, uh, coaching spirit flying through and the footy, you know, that you just want to win all the time and that's great. But how hard is it when you've got a player in form, um, and playing really good footy and helping you get better as a group of players and then all of a sudden he's up to the league side? Uh, to be honest, that's exactly what we want. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it's, good. A, it's a really good feeling. It means we've helped him on the right thing. Um, if we can get as many players playing league footy, that's that's what we're they're there for. You know, it's great when they do win games. Um, obviously, on match day, you want to provide that experience of how they go about trying to win the game and what tactics and strategies to use that you know are similar to what the league might use, so they can then transfer that skill. But the player plays well and gets picked in sheet side. Yeah, couldn't be happier for him. So does, you mentioned about structure and, and the way you want to play. Does Jade come to you and say, okay, we need this guy to do this, this and this, and I want you to instruct him to play this way this week? Uh, no, not really. Okay. I think, I think um, the relationship's pretty strong with myself and Jade and we communicate you know, a lot during the week and we have a fairly you know, common understanding of what we want to try and get out of each player and, and where they want to, um, where Sheed sees them fitting in the league side and what they can do um, in the reserve side. And yeah, I think on match day, he pretty much just handballs it over and says, you guys have got it, you're in control and um, yeah, we'll work with them during the week. It's great. And on the flip side, um, do you keep your eye on the under-18s to see who you think is ready to play reserves? Uh, I do. I have a little look at their their games and their stats. And um, Shane Reardon, the under 18s coach, sends me their their clips every week on Huddle, which I have a little uh, a squeeze at. But I think pretty much we know now how good Shane is. As Shane says, the guy's good enough to play reserves footy. We'll go. Yep, we know he's good enough because Shane's seen them all come through over a long period of time. And I think he's the the main judgment call on that. And you know, I just keep an eye out. So when they do make their appearance in reserves footy, we've got a bit of a understanding of who they are and what they what they bring outside of what Shane tells us. How often do the coaches as a group, so through 16s through to the league side, um, how often do they meet? And is Narelle Smith involved as well early in the season when she's coaching? Uh, pretty pretty rarely. Okay. Um, as they're all, everyone's on different programs. Yep. Uh, obviously, the 16s and 18s are on different nights and the women's program during pre-season runs at different grounds. Uh, they're mainly at Ottawa and the yes. men's are at 
uh, sometimes Ottawa or Seton River, they get put that night. Um, so yeah, not that often. There was a, a occasion earlier this year, but I'm probably not the man to ask, Bonds. I was, uh, uh, my wife was in labor when that meeting was on. So oh, well, congratulations, yeah, new dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we got, how's um, that going for you? It's busy. Yeah, last, last, last busy. No, I've got a little daughter, Blair, and a uh, um, young son now, Reed. So Fantastic. Yeah, about two months ago that meeting happened, but I missed it. But Shane is the big sort of player in that space. Right. He, uh, um, he's similar to me. He's doing his level three coaching accreditation this year, and part of that is working across different coaching groups, and he brought that meeting together to get people to work together. Yeah, so what's been the best performance of the year so far? Best performance? Um well, it's hard to say, really. We've had some pretty tough games against West Adelaide. They're kind of the benchmark at the moment. Um, so I think, you know, they're probably the third quarter we played on Friday night, despite the loss. Um, I think that we were really challenged against Westies in that game. And, um, you know, for the boys to actually you know, rally against that, you know, we changed a few positions around and they produced their best quarter of the season. So that was probably the biggest success. But um, I think so far across the season, the group's really growing. It's a really young group compared to what we've had the last two years that I've been coaching, there's been a big turnover of players that have sort of you know, played a couple of years of reserves footy to a, a whole bunch of fresh new faces. So to see them get really challenged and then stand up and you know almost take the game back, I think that was a real big step forward. Is the the change in player group has that come from outside the club or is it juniors coming up mainly? Juniors coming up mainly. I think this is the most we've ever had from under 18s transition through, uh, which is a good thing. That was mm. our, they were a premiership team at under 18s level last year, so. Uh, about 16 or 17 of them made it across from uh, the junior. That's, that's the junior, a lot. It's a lot. So and we're probably playing about 13 to 14 of them on average each week at the moment. So we're seeing guys in their first season of senior footy um, take some pretty big strides pretty quickly. And, and guys like Will Pierce make their, their league debut early on in their career. Yeah, like Will, like the look of Will. Yeah. Um, a good good uh, kick of the footy, Will. Um, I'll, I'll, do you have a coach's pet? Like without, absolutely. <laughs> like, is there a, one or two or a handful? Or oh, there's, uh, po there's probably a handful. Do the, the players know who it is? I think he does know who it is because he always <laughs> winks me when he walks past. He's not playing reserves footy anymore. It's it's uh, Zach Buck for sure. Oh, Bucky. Um, yeah, I oh, gave him a nickname that no one. Um, Davina says me too as well. I gave him a nickname that no one knows about. I'll run with it if you're ever doing a call. It's okay, the, it's the muscle hamster. The muscle hamster, yeah. I'm writing that down. If you look at Bucky, he just looks like a muscly hamster when he just runs and runs and runs. I've actually got two in the league. Um, it just so happens to be the shortest, Zach, and um, the tallest, Connor. So. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, Zach Buck, uh, he's going to be a cult favourite um, for many years to come. And I'm, we might get him on Eagles Radio soon, I think, Bucky. Um, quietly spoken little man <laughs> he is, but... Uh, Okay, the muscle hamster. Well, I'm going to throw that in yeah. in one of my calls. I think I think I'm calling the the Eagles game in a couple of weeks. So I'm definitely going to use that. Um, Tamina, you got a, another question there? Yeah, for Brad. You were talking about how um, you're a dad and you've got two little ones, um, and that keeps you really really busy. And you're the reserves coach. What else do you do outside of the club? Uh, so outside of the club, I spend the remainder of my time uh, being a school teacher. So I work at uh, Emmanuel College, um, which I'm pretty lucky to, to work there. It's a really nice school, um, great programs. So I work in the outdoor ed programs, so teach, taking kids away on camps and excursions. Um, it's been a little bit of a conflict with footy this year, being away for a couple of training sessions and stuff like that. But 
I'm lucky enough to have really good support through my assistant coaches um, that have been able to take over in different roles in different weeks. And um, I think the big thing about COVID is everyone's become more adaptable and can do two or three different things and not be flustered by it. So it's been good in that way. But um, yeah, certainly being a school teacher and a dad and a footy coach sometimes gets a bit busy, but I wouldn't do anything, anything different. I love all those things that I do. You weren't going to ask about your son and... No, I'm sent. not going to ask about my son. <laughs> I was actually going to ask how your students respond to you being a reserves coach for Sandfield. Um, well, there's, it's, it's interesting. There's a couple in my uh, class that are uh, in Shane's under-18 team. Um, and also one of the girls from the Rails team, Cher Waters, um, who's playing some really exciting league footy for the Eagles at the moment. So, um, yeah, Cher and I have a pretty good relationship. There's one game for the women's team. I was the water runner and... She was like, Mr. Gray, Mr. Gray, give me some water. <laughs> so, um, I don't think much changes. I, don't, I think, um, uh, you know, kids are, kids are kids and teachers are teachers. I don't think they know the teachers have a different life outside of school sometimes. Yeah. How many hours a week do you spend on footy and just research, coaching, studying? Obviously, you said you're doing your level three. Yeah. How many hours a week do you spend on, on footy? Uh, be hard to put a time frame on it. Um, it can be pretty long. Depends how long I talk on the phone to Sheeds for. That's um, <laughs> that that can go for sometimes a while. But no, it's uh, oh, maybe oh, it's really hard to put a number. Maybe sort of eight to ten hours probably. Okay. Between looking at vision and doing okay. uh, training sessions and meetings and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, is do you have a a personal goal as far as where you want your coaching to go? Um, I think in the short term, I'm doing it now. Um, right. Completing my level three and working with the reserves group. Um, yeah, my career is being a school teacher outside of football and that's where I've done a lot of work to get to where I am now with my professional career and you know longer term I'd love to coach a league football side um, but I'm pretty realistic that's a you know a fair way in the journey that I've got to go and there's a lot to learn I've come from you know a, not a big playing career background which many of the coaches have which you know it doesn't need to be a limiting factor but you know it certainly um, plays in the experience that you bring to the table so I think I'm building that experience now and being around a really professional operator like Jade and the club that we've got, I think I'm learning heaps and I just want to keep doing that. What advice would you give somebody that um, would be um, sceptical about in, uh, stepping into a coaching role? Um, best to, it's best just to jump in the deep end. Um, I think once you once you start, you kind of, you know, if you've got the passion and the and enthusiasm for it, um, I think... That was for me the, the biggest step. I just jumped straight in and, and enjoyed it straight away. And I think uh, it's also important that if you do do that, have someone around you that can support you. And I've been really lucky with someone like Jade to guide me through that. Um, and, you know, always thankful to what he's provided. And, um, you know, if someone's got the ability and the you know, courage to sort of jump in and do it and then someone to support them, then go for it. Yeah, that's great advice. Good advice, I think. It's been a good chat, Bomber. Thanks yeah. for, uh, where did cool. Bomber come from, by the way? Uh, it's got the dad, dad to blame for that one. Okay. Um, apparently it was an early word. I was watching Crows Nessendon and he said, who are you going for? And I said, Bombers. Just off. That's sort of stuck from there. Yeah. It's not as cool story as it might be. No, I was hoping for something a little bit better, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> not as good as Muscle Hamster. But nah, not as good as the Muscle. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm sure, um, I'm sure that'll get a roll down the club as well. Muscle Hamster, it's got a stick, isn't it? I'm trying my hardest. Um, yeah. he's, I think he's growing the mullet to try and remove himself from the Muscle Hamster, but... He's, he's always going to be muscle. He's my favourite player. Yeah, yeah, that's great to hear. Um, all right, look, thanks for thanks for stepping up to the plate and coming in the studio. It's been great to have you here, and hopefully we can uh, 
have a, a couple of wins. Got Sturt this week. Yeah, yeah, we've got Sturt who will be... Uh, Pretty a strong real... side, Sturt Reserves as well. Yeah, they'll be a, a real challenge. That's what we want. We don't want to um, win, have easy wins in the reserves. Comp. We want to see our guys challenge every week because we know if they can respond to that, they can you know step up when they're required to and play league footy. So um, it's good for us and we want to keep playing those good sides. Yeah. All right, fantastic. Thanks again for, for joining us here on Eagles Radio. Brad Graham, the coach of the reserves team. And uh, after the break, with a bit of luck... We'll talk to Shani Mitchell. On SENSA, you're listening to Eagles Radio. For Normous Homes, build a better life. And My Money House. Get a financial health check. Visit mymoneyhouse.com.au today. Welcome back to Eagles Radio Tuesday night. And we are here for Kirkbright Seafood. From the ocean to them to you. Now, we had a little bit of a phone issue, but that's been solved. And uh, again, all thanks to BCE and CJ Electrical, proud partners of the Woodville West Torrens Footy Club. We've got one of our women, um, women's players, or woman players, women players, one of the girls, <laughs> Shani Mitchell is here. Welcome to Eagles Radio, Shani. Great to have you on the show. Thank you. Good to be here. Now, you're up in Mildura at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, I'm back in Mildura, yep. All right. Is, and is that where you grew up? Yeah, I grew up in Mildura. All right, tell yeah. us tell us about your life growing up in Mildura. Um, yeah, so it's a little quiet town or little city. Um, lived here my whole life. I was actually born in Adelaide, um, uh, but yeah, pretty much lived here pretty much my whole life. Went to school here, played all my sport here, and yeah, looking to move up to Adelaide in a few months, so that should be good. Um, yeah. Hey, Shani, it's Beans here. Um, so for all our listeners, um, I'm also known as Beans. Um, so I just have a couple of questions for you, Shani. The season's ended now. In reflection, um, what were the highlights for you? Um, uh, probably one of my biggest highlights would be actually getting the opportunity to play with uh, the Woodville Eagles. Um because I only joined halfway through the season, but I loved every minute about it, you know, playing with the girls, um, you know, the coaches and also the program. Um, and then when when Narelle offered me to play the rest of the season, I was actually speechless. Um, so then I moved to Adelaide for the six weeks. Um, was a was an amazing experience. Uh, very grateful for the opportunity. You know, a few people back home here, actually helped me get there. So, you know, a massive thanks to them. But, yeah. And um, while you were here, what positions were you playing? Um, so I was playing a lot of midfield but uh, and also forward. Um, you know, I, lo- I love to run. You know, I take a couple of bounces when I can. But, yeah, um, playing midfield definitely in this league at this level um, helped me a lot with my strength around the ball, which, is, um, which will help me progress with my footy in the future. Yeah, and what are some of the things that you've been working on in preparation for next season? Um, so at the moment, I've just been just running, um, um, trying to work on my strength, going to the gym as much as I can. Um, you know, I have a lot to work on to get to the next level with my footy, but, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I want to focus on, probably just my fitness and building strength. Yeah, so talking about footy, 
um, people will they'll be able to learn more about your footy as there's a documentary being done on you at the moment. Mm. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, um, so I've got this documentary opportunity through Bendigo Pioneers at the last last season. Um, I was playing with them in Bendigo. Um, the manager, Book Brown, actually contacted them and said, look, we have Shani here. She's an Indigenous artist. Um, she's from Mildura. We'd love to, you know, hear her story. So, um, yeah, they got in contact with me, which is um, pretty awesome, actually. Yeah, so, yeah. And so they've come you know, over to here to Adelaide, haven't they? And um, they've followed you around the club and they've also got uh, the team and Narelle involved as well? Yeah, so, yeah, they did come up to Adelaide for a few days. Um, they pretty much just film, you know, my life, but also my footy journey. Um, you know, I get to share my story to, you know, the young Indigenous youth back home, especially younger girls, you know, that are getting into sport or, you know, footy mostly. But, yeah, they try to get everything. That's pretty exciting, is that you're playing footy and you're an artist, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But to have a doco made about yourself, obviously this the club will share it once it's made and, and everyone will be able to see it. But has it been a little bit unnerving with a camera crew following you around or have you got used to it? Uh, it's actually a bit embarrassing like for a camera. <laughs> like, people there, I was like, oh, my God. I just <laughs> had my head on. But nah, once I, got, I get used to it, it was fine. But at the start, I was just like, I don't want to do this. But no, nah, but it's, um, it should be good at, when it's all done. So, Shani, how did the rest of the team respond to having, you know, this camera crew around you at trainings and um, meetings? Uh, I think they were fine with it. Um, I think I heard a few girls saying, oh, my God, it's Prime 7, and I'm like, oh, it's not. <laughs> it's uh, just a doco being filmed. But, um, no, the girls loved it. They were a bit shy for the camera, but, yeah, they like, oh, don't stand next to Shani, you're going to get in the film, but, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so for um, all our listeners out there, watch this space for uh, Shani's documentary um, that will be coming out soon. I'm sure Shani will be happy to share that with us. Um, yep. So what people don't know about you is that you're a triplet. Yes, I am a triplet. Uh, the youngest, I'm the youngest out of the three of us, yes. Yes. And um, do your other siblings play footy as well? Yeah, so we all play football, um, me, my sister and my brother. Um, me and my sister, we actually went to Melbourne and played with Richmond VFL, um, but then came home due to COVID. But, yeah, we're all a pretty sporty three, so. And is that, is that how you got into footy? It was because you, your brothers and sisters were playing footy, so you wanted to play footy? Or are there any other sports that you play? Yeah, well, we grew up playing sports pretty much all three of us if one was playing basketball we all were playing basketball we played hockey soccer basketball together and now football which is you know we we're pretty competitive the three of us like (laughs) when it's when it gets to presentation night, we all um get competitive on who wins what (laughs) (laughs) i bet um and we touched on it before around uh your um your artwork can you talk a bit more about some of the work you've been uh, you've done in the past and what are you working on at the moment? Yep. Um, so, yeah, I've started painting uh, about 
been painting for like three years now. I started back at in school. Um, um, yeah, I've had a lot of opportunities actually with my art. Like a lot of people shared it around when I started. Um, you know, I've painted a few ASLW plays, Boots, uh, Courtney Wakefield, she's from Mildura as well. Um, also Monique Conti. Yeah. And I actually got the chance to design the Richmond's AFLW Gansey for uh, last season as well, which was um pretty amazing opportunity that, actually. And that is yeah, amazing. A lot of Yeah, um, I've just got like bits and pieces of orders from different people. Um, you know, a few Guernseys coming up. Um yeah, a bit busy. <laughs> That's great. Beans, obviously, you're going to hit her up to do the Eagles girls team. Surely. I would be silly not to. Yeah, I we mean, need to we, use yeah. this talent, don't we? I know. <laughs> I'm like, we should have all got an autograph while she was here. That's right. Oh, right. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So, Shani, start thinking about that now. I, I want to ask you, what is the process when you're designing a footy jumper? Do you start with the original jumper, let's say the Eagles jumper, because that's what we're all interested in. You start with the Eagles yep. jumper, and then do you start from scratch, or do you just use the colours, or do you take part, you know, the Eagle and incorporate that? How, what runs through your head, and where do you start? Yeah, so um, pretty much, firstly, I um, I talk with the co- I'll talk with the coach or the girls and ask for a story, like what do they want on the on the Guernsey. Um, anything, any ideas or anything. And then, you know, I'll take that and then I'll start doing sketches um, just on paper, just a few ideas. And then once I have an idea, I share that with the girls and then, you know, they'll either give me, you know, good or bad feedback. And, you know, once I have the design and story down, then that's when I'll start putting it on a canvas. So just painting it. And then, yeah, just they'll pretty much scan it and then, It'll go onto the shirt, pretty much, yeah. So it all comes to life in that process. Yeah. That's yes, amazing to hear. So um, with your Aboriginal art word, I, I, I think it's important to acknowledge um, a couple of significant upcoming dates. So uh, for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples and for this country, um, so this coming Thursday, the 26th of May, National Sorry Day, significant day for... Um, our people, especially survivors of stolen generation. Uh, the 27th yeah. of May to the 3rd of June is Reconciliation Week, marking the anniversary of the 1967 referendum as well as Mabo Day. Um, so reconciliation theme for, for this year is be brave and make change. Um, my question for you, Shani, is when you hear these words, what does reconciliation mean to you? Um, yeah, so uh, firstly, I'd like to um, uh, acknowledge my mob back home here in Mildura, um, the Barkindji people, but also the Lachi Lachi people, which is the country we're on here. Um, yeah, uh, Reconciliation Week means to me is coming together and celebrating Indigenous Australians and also our culture. Um, you know, it's a time for us, for not just, you know, Indigenous Australians, but all Australians to learn about the shared history, cultures and also the um, achievements. Shani, look, fantastic to have you on the show. Really appreciate you taking the time. And um, I know you're moving to Adelaide uh, next winter to be uh, play a bit more footy and, and be a bit more part of the club. And, and I think the Eagles are better for it to have uh, Shani Mitchell uh, at the club. So appreciate you being on the show and um, I'm sure we'll speak to you again. Thank you, Shani. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me.
There's uh, Shani Mitchell, um, fantastic chat. She, she come to life a bit there in the end. It was great. And that was all thanks to BCE and CJ Electrical for all your electrical needs. And they are great supporters of the Woodville West Horrens Footy Club for more than 10 years. This is Eagles Radio. Thanks to Incredible Smiles. Get them all permanent fixed to missing teeth or dentures. Check incrediblesmiles.com.au. Three-quarter time on the show. And we'll be back after the break. We'll talk about the injuries and what's coming up at the Eagles Club very, very shortly. This is Eagles Radio. On SENSA, you're listening to Eagles Radio. For enormous homes, build a better life. And My Money House. Get a financial health check. Visit mymoneyhouse.com.au today. Into the last quarter of Eagles Radio, and it's all thanks to Normous Homes, building a better life. And we're just about to talk injuries, but just before we do, the great man, the Woodville legend, Malcolm Blight just walked past the window and gave us a wave. I don't know if you saw that, but uh, Blighty just on his way past. Um, now, the injury report, thanks to Good Life Health Clubs. Good Life Health Clubs start feeling good for life. It's looking a lot better. Now, Bomber stuck around. Um, there's not many. Uh, there's not many on this injury list. They all say test. Does that mean that everyone's available this week? <laughs> yeah, you'd like to think so. No, we'll know a lot more by uh, tomorrow night. But a lot of the the players, I'm not sure if you're going to read them out. But uh, yeah, there's quite a few that did some extra work at training last night, and um, obviously with the Friday night game, allowed them to get a really good solid uh, hit out with the fitness coach uh, last weekend. So things are looking promising. Um, obviously, they need to complete uh, some training tomorrow night, and then we'll get a bit more of a report around him after training and then yeah. go, go from there. And during the break, you said Jared Redden looked very good at training uh, last night. Yeah, he did. He did. He uh, did some competitive work. So that was a really good sign for Redo. And obviously he's a very valuable player in our, in our side. So we'll, uh, you know, tread a little bit carefully, but we'll hopefully, you know, he's very close at the moment. Yeah. And then there's, and there's Clay Cameron, who with the hamstring injury, he's a really good chance to come up. Jesse Lonigan with his shoulder. He'll be due back in the side. Jimmy Tumpus uh, with the old man calf. Um, he, <laughs> he should be okay as well. Uh, Tyron Hill, Mitch Mead, Zach Phillips, they're all close to playing this week. So good news, um, Beans, with the, the club finally getting healthy. We've had some issues early. Yeah, that's what it appears to be. So that's, that is great. Great news for the club. Looking forward to the next upcoming games and um, seeing, where, seeing what happens there. All right, that's the injury report for Good Life Health Clubs. Good Life Health Clubs, good for tightening the belt, good for life. Start your five-day free trial today. Visit goodlife.com.au. Now, a couple of things. You mentioned the game this week, uh, Sunday. Oh, sorry, our next home game I wanted to mention. Sunday, the 5th of June, we're playing South Adelaide on the Sunday. It's the only game on the Sunday. It's a bit of a later start, 235 so make sure uh, you get along Sunday and get there early so you can watch the reserves. Isn't that right, Bomber? Yeah, always get there to watch the reserves, Bonds. All right, fantastic. And um, always. 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 Uh, yeah, you'll both be there early. That's good. I'll be there early too. And also, don't forget the Hospital Research Longest Table Lunch, and it's on 18th of June. Book your tables now. The Eagles are playing Central's. Tickets are just $65, and we're trying to raise five grand to go to the Hospital Research Foundation. They are the Eagles' charity partner, and there's silent auctions and raffles, um, lots happening, and make sure you check out the socials of the club or go to the club website. There's plenty of information on there, and you can book your tickets. 
And don't forget to sign up to be a member as well. Beans, great to have you on the show. Really appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having me. Uh, you've been fantastic. Bomber, thanks for dropping in and staying around as well. It's uh, great to have you here. Yeah, no worries. Great show. Thanks, Bomber. Thanks, right. Peter. Thanks a lot. And uh, don't forget, for all your club news, news, it's all thanks to Enormous Homes. Are you driving home to Enormous Homes? Celebrating 30 years and building a better life. Another Tuesday night done and dusted. This has been Eagles Radio.